Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host this morning, David Reid. Talking Tourism is an initiative of Tourism Council of Tasmania, the peak industry body for tourism in the beautiful state of Tasmania. If you're a first-time listener to Talking Tourism, so welcome. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that every fortnight we release a new conversation with some of the best and brightest in our industry. Usually these conversations are insightful, inspiring and informative, positive things that you can do to make your tourism business and our industry even better and more successful, and most of the time they're light-hearted. But sadly, today's episode is very different. Today is Monday the 23rd of March, and the whole world is coming to terms with the awful reality of COVID-19 and the uncertainty it has generated for all of us about our way of life and the future. This is especially true for those of us in the tourism, hospitality and event sectors who are facing a very challenging and anxious period over coming days, weeks and months. In Tasmania's case, our borders have effectively closed. Many of us are working through the ramifications of what all this means for our business and our industry, and that's what this series of podcasts is designed to help with. And in keeping with the tourism way, we're going to try to keep this as positive as we can on some very, very challenging topics. This episode is all about some financial assistance and how your business might survive this terrible crisis. And today with us is Rob Cameron and Andrew Pearce. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome. Morning, David. Morning, David. In the introduction, I said we are facing some challenging times, and the biggest challenge of all is staying afloat. Um, We are looking at federal government response of closing all sorts of different businesses down as of lunchtime today. So, Rob, we might start with you. Um, you've got some general principles about how best to protect and look after your business in these uncertain times. Can I start with you? Certainly can. Um, I've been doing some work with a lot of tourism operators over the last sort of couple of weeks now. And yeah, I have developed sort of five principles that I'm working through with the operators that I'm speaking to, to help find a way through. So the first principle that we're working on is the fact that the health and safety quite rightly comes first. So it's important that if you're operating at the moment, um, you need to be sensible in your decisions and making sure you're taking care of the well-being of your team, the clients and the community that you're interacting with. So I I think that's a given. Everyone is across that. And obviously the government's starting to mandate more and more. But secondly, as a business owner, you've got an obligation to do your bit to make sure your business survives. The reason you're in business is because you've got some important products or services that the community needs. And as we get through to the other side of this, we want to see as many businesses um, making it as possible. So we're seeing the first wave of this hitting, you know, particularly events, travel, tourism, hospitality, and it's it's only going to start hitting more and more industries. So everyone everyone's in this. And I, I guess the 
terminology we're using is that as a business owner, you've got to fit your oxygen mask first. So make sure your business is looked after and in a good position. Um, and then you're in a stronger position to help others. And that that means some tough decisions. So that's really the, the second principle. Look after yourself and make sure you're in a good position uh, to be as strong as you can so you can get through. So the third principle is that being strong and, and surviving as a business at the moment is all about cash. So there's a couple of elements that fit underneath that. The first one is, even if it's rough, have some sort of cash flow forecast for the various scenarios that could unfold here. So as of last night, Scott Morrison's talking about a, a six-month restrictions. So that's a good starting point. What what does that mean for your business in a likely scenario as to how your cash flow is going to play out? So, you know, typically the businesses I've been working with over the last couple of weeks, we're looking at, first of all, there, there could be a light hit to profits. Um, that's looking less and less likely. I think everyone's everyone's going to get hurt here. So secondly, we're looking at a sharp drop. So most likely you're going to have to start making some deep cuts to um, to protect your business. And the third scenario you need to be thinking about is if we really have a liquidity crunch. So effectively you're, you are going to start running out of cash. How are you going to handle that scenario? So they're the three scenarios that I'm I'm encouraging people to be aware of and to think about. So the second thing is once once you've got those forecasts um, in place, it's time to start building your cash reserve to get yourself in the strongest position to get through this. So, you know, some of the questions you need to be asking is, can you get an additional line of credit from your bank? Do you have an overdraft you can tap into? It's important to start talking to your bank and asking early. The second thing is what debts are owed to you. So if you're a if you're a business that has clients that operate on credit, it's time to start looking at how we pull some of that cash in. And you know, one business I was talking to the other day is starting to offer discounts for anyone that pays early. So it's all about getting cash in the door wherever we can. The second thing around building the cash reserve is look at how do we minimize the outgoing cash. Now, in a lot of businesses, the biggest cash outflow is your staffing structure. So what does that need to look like through those scenarios we talked about earlier? And again, this is where some really tough and and in some instances, some fairly extreme decisions uh, may be required. So I know you were talking to Merv Saltmarsh earlier around industrial relations. He's providing some great advice around some of the more extreme measures that businesses need to go to. And, you know, we're we're even seeing businesses uh, stand down their workforce. So obviously the, the big public example of that was Qantas, but I'm beginning to see more and more local businesses looking at that as a as, an, as one option to try and keep their business viable. And, and no one likes going down that track. But again, if I go back to my second principle, you need to put your oxygen mask on and, and get your business through so you're in a position to hire these people back and keep the economy going. You, you can't help anyone if you're, if you're out of business. 
So the other thing we've got to look at in terms of outgoing cash is just, uh, you know, run through all your expenses. And I'm encouraging all my clients, whether they need it or not, to negotiate for payment relief everywhere. So that that's banks. And, and we know a lot of banks are starting to come to the party on that. Um, landlords. So if, you, if you're paying rent, it's time to have that discussion now around what help they can offer when you need it. And the ATO is often a big a big one as well. So often people will have obligations to the ATO. And what we're seeing at the moment is the ATO are being very accommodating in helping businesses get through this. So that's the second thing. The third thing is obviously we've got some government incentives that we can tap into. A whole range of those have just come out over the last few days. And I'll get Andrew to talk through those in a little bit uh, more detail when you speak to Andrew. But um, certainly they're changing daily. Important to keep in touch with a good advisor who's across this. And um, no doubt there'll be some benefit in getting some good tax planning advice to really maximise what's available on these government incentives over the next six months or so. So the other point I'll make about business survival and those cash buffers is Think about repositioning your business and the customers you're targeting to try and take advantage of these wild changes in demand. So, uh, I mean, we've been seeing restaurants offering home delivery. So they're, they're trying to find an angle to keep keep business ticking over, keep some cash ca- coming in. You know, I've seen some Airbnbs offering isolation retreats. So just trying to think a little bit laterally around what's going on and, you know, the assets we've got, what can we offer that people might be interested in. And I saw an events business offering trucks and workers to help with food deliveries for supermarkets. So again, just trying to think laterally around, okay, my core business is drying up quickly, but what other avenues have I got to go down? The fourth principle that I'm encouraging business owners to think about is don't lose sight of the long term. So in 12 months time, 24 months time, we're going to have a whole different set of issues that we're grappling with. So make sure you you keep an eye on that long term, look after your critical business networks and communicate as much as you can. So when I talk about business networks, I'm talking about, first of all, your employee team. So you know, who, who are those key people on your team you've got to look after and try and help them get through? Who are those key clients or customers, key suppliers, key advisors? So communicate more than you think you need to, um, but uh, get them all rallying around you and, and working together to support each other so that in 12 months' time, you're ready to continue to help each other when things get better. And the fifth principle and this is more of a mindset thing than a than a practical thing, but I guess I've been speaking to a lot of operators, particularly tourism industry. Revenues dried up overnight. There's there's that sense of panic. So I'm just saying, look, take a deep breath, control what you can. There's there's only a certain number of things you can control here. Don't get caught up in the things you can't control. So step back, take a bit of time to reflect and absorb what's going on and how things are changing. As I said right at the beginning, we need to plan for a range of scenarios so that you're as ready as you can be for whatever the future holds. And don't forget to look for the opportunities. There's going to be opportunities somewhere at some point. So don't lose sight of the bigger picture here. Again, 
think about today and controlling what you can. Try and keep as positive as, as you can and together we're going to batten down and get through this one way or another. So that, that's a bit of my summary. Um, as I mentioned, uh, the guys at the Tourism Council are asking me to provide a 15-minute um, uh, free advice for any tourism operators who want to check in and just, just get some basics. Or if you want a complimentary one-hour session, basically working through these principles for your business, I'm happy to uh, do that as well. So I'm sure you can make the details available. Um, David? These are really good. I, I'm, I've been listening intently. I'm the, I'm at number five. I've panicked. Yep. I, uh, I'm trying to take a, take a deep breath this morning. Yeah. Our uh, business is completely evaporated. We have no income yeah, for the next tough. few months. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'd like to just go back through the one to five, very sure. simply. Number one, health and safety. Yep. That's, uh, uh, that's both for yourself. Keep yourself fit as well. Of keep course. yourself happy as best you possibly can, but keep yourself in the best shape as well as looking after everyone else around you in a uh, health and safety. Position. That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, don't don't lose sight of the importance of mental health through this yes. as well. Um, you know, I'm working with a couple of business owners at the moment and the reality is their business is hitting the wall fast. They've only got a couple of the weeks stress of cash. Levels, stress huge levels. stress levels. Over so, the top. Um, look, again, we're, we're all going to get through this one way or another. There's tough times ahead. Look after yourself. There's another There's another uh, podcast in this series about that very issue yeah, going great. to be um, recorded this morning. Yeah, great. So there will be some um, advice. There's always advice. There's, there's, there's well-known Lifeline and other uh, Beyond Blue. There's, there's a lot of people yes. advising, but we've got some specific advice coming on that today. That's important. The second one was the obligation to survive, and I think that's brilliant, yeah. Rob. Yeah, well done. The third one was all about preserving your cash. Yep. Some great advice there. Yeah, this is crisis management, and from a business perspective, when when you hit those business crisis, um, it's, it's your cash that's going to get you through, and thankfully we're seeing banks and government doing their bit. But as a business operator, there's there's some key things that you've got to do. And that could mean some tough decisions, some tough conversations. Do them as early as you can. Okay. The long-term vision. Don't forget why you're in business and what mm. you're trying to do. Yeah. And and that that will shape, I suppose, those earlier decisions that you mentioned about keeping your staff, um, even if you have to stand them down, at least you're still in contact with them. That's right. And they're still part of a a pause button till we press that's play right. again and get ready to go. I think that's a good way to put it, you know, put put things on pause but look after that community around you, your, your team, your suppliers, anyone in your in, important to your business network, look after them um, as best you can and, and keep the team together. And as you say, number five is just take that deep breath. I think it's, it's related it. to number four, <clears throat> that long-term vision. Keep your eye, keep your eyes above if you possibly can. Keep it, your eyes up. It is, and in fact, the the two are they're almost at other ends of the spectrum. One on one hand, I'm saying you know don't lose sight of the long term. On the other hand, I'm saying just also bring it back to today. What are the things you can control today and do today to make a difference? Don't overanalyze, you know, every every what if um, that's out there because uh, you could send yourself crazy. The other point that might be of some solace is that there are a million people doing exactly the same thing around the world as you are oh, every yeah. minute of this day because yep. we're all in this. And yep. it's not just saying Tasmania's in it, Australia's in it, the world's in it. There are businesses in exactly the same predicament right. of the world over. 
Rob, before we walk into the financial assistance packages that are available at the moment, I was listening intently to the help and advice you're giving the TICT and its membership. Um, There were two areas of 15 minutes an hour. Can you just repeat those for me, please, as to what they were? Yeah, so through the Tourism Council, we're offering, first of all, if anyone wants just a 15-minute check-in to ask any basic questions around where they're at, what help's available, um, they can do that free of charge. Uh, They can speak to one of our advisors and we can provide some Have I got a number that I can use for that? Um, I think... The best way to contact me is actually online. Uh, So the Tourism Council have a link which will book directly into one of our advisors' calendars. Right. And you can pick a time that suits and one of our advisors will call. Okay. The second option is a 60-minute continuity plan review. So, again, that's that's paid for by the Tourism Council. Um, So that's your professional advice about how someone – an operator or a proprietor can manage through this crisis. That's right. So it's essentially working through those five principles I've just yes, spoken about, but and on an how they, basis. yeah, on an individual basis. So what what are the levers available to you and, and your how business? How is applicable to them? That's, that's right. Brilliant. Oh, that's an excellent uh, excellent resource. Um, thanks, Rob, very much indeed. As I said in my introduction, I've got Andrew here as well from the same company, Collins SBA, but. Um, good advisors to the tourism industry. But uh, today uh, we're talking about, apart from the strategies that Rob's outlined about what to do in your business, we want to look outside and lift our eyes up about what's available. So as I see it, there are three different areas of financial assistance, Um, specifically finance assistance. This isn't talking about IR, which we've done before. There's mental health, which was coming later, and the strategies that that uh, Rob's outlined. What I'm talking about now is the actual financial Im- implications of the packages for us that have been outlined by the federal government, that have been outlined by the state government, and that have been outlined by the banks. So there are areas that we can dip into to help us, as I understand it. So I'm now going to welcome Andrew and say, Andrew, it's your turn to the microphone. Can we please start with what the federal government have outlined? They seem to they seem to have outlined two or three different areas of help, specifically for householders. Then there is a second package for business um, and some other various things, which I don't quite understand, which I'll come to later. But can we go through those, please? And so as an individual and someone who may have just lost their jobs or, or, or are absolutely scared that they might be losing their jobs very shortly or might be stood down, can you run through some of the options that are available to them through the federal government to give them some support? Sure, David. I think it's probably worthwhile pointing out too that um, the federal government came out with its stimulus response uh, a bit over a week ago now, and it has been superseded over the weekend with with an update to that. Right. So there was a couple of changes to it. But from an individual point of view, we are aware of um, the New Start allowance. It might go under another name now. I'm I'm not sure, but there were measures put in place to increase the fortnightly payment that can come through. I think it's a doubling. Um, and when it comes to those that are in business and uh, are all of a sudden not in business perhaps or they're a sole trader or a contractor and all of a sudden they're finding themselves 
um, close to or becoming unemployed. There's also the early access to superannuation that was announced over the weekend. So that was uh, the ability to access through MyGov up to $10,000 of your superannuation prior to 1st of July this year. Is that where they go, to MyGov? Is That's that right. Okay. Yeah, so at this stage we've been directed online to apply through MyGov uh, and then there's a, an additional uh, or a further 10000 that would be available post 1 July uh, from your superannuation balance. So there are some conditions, of course, and, and, and I should always mention that it's always worthwhile touching base with your advisor, your accountant or, or your um, industry association, whoever might be able to help you out uh, on specifics here. You need to satisfy that you actually are unemployed to, to access that or that your working hours were reduced by 20% or more. Or if you're a sole trader, your business was suspended or there was a reduction in your turnover of 20% or more. So if you uh, are able to take that May from your superannuation, no tax is payable on those amounts. Uh, and yeah, just to reiterate, the um, the application is through MyGov website, which is www my.gov.au. Okay. If I'm a businessman and I'm looking for some help from the federal government, what have they outlined there? I, I quickly looked at a treasury website yesterday and I noticed there was boosting cash flow mentioned, temporary relief for distressed businesses. They were backing investment, increased of instant asset write-offs, things like that. Can you go through some of those with us, please? Sure. Andrew? Yeah, and this is where some of the changes have been. Look, perhaps we'll start with the the small business write-off rules because they were the ones that were changed just over the weekend. So we're talking about an increase in the amount that you're able to claim an immediate deduction for in relation to capital purchases for your business. So that might be things like motor vehicles or plants and equipment. So there was a rule in place up until recently where if you made a purchase under $30,000, you could claim an immediate deduction if you were a small business. The changes to this, uh, I think, has increased the, the size of business. So now it's if your turnover is less than $500 million. Uh, so it's going to be a larger catchment of, of business, what they may consider a small business, uh, are able to access it. And the, the amount we're allowed to claim immediately is now at... So sorry to interrupt, Andrew, but... We're talking about this um, instant asset write-off and I understand that uh, we can't quite this morning work out because of all these changes overnight, whether it's 150, 250, whatever, and that's all fine. What I'm keen to find out though, is that actually relevant to someone like me who's got a small business who's really looking down the barrel at all of their uh, future income uh, evaporating? When would you get a write-off and how would that impact? Is, is that at the end of a financial year? So I would have to wait till June, put my tax return in, maybe September, and then find out that I've got a benefit in October of this year? Is that what would happen? Yeah, that's right. I suppose this comes down to your tax planning. There are some instances where you may need to acquire assets or you may have just recently acquired assets uh, and prior to the 30th of June, I mean, you may have been looking to do it shortly afterwards and it may still be relevant and it may be worthwhile bringing forward to allow you to gain a greater deduction. Now, the instant write-off rules do form part of your end-of-year tax return. So it's once you lodge your tax return, it's a, a larger deduction perhaps or accelerated depreciation, we call it, that will then minimise the amount of income tax that's due and payable. But likewise, if you're acquiring an asset this week, a new vehicle, for example, 
there could be GST that you're able to claim back in your very next business activity statement. Okay. Um, one of the things they mentioned, they being the federal government, sorry, one of the things mentioned was temporary relief for distressed businesses. Yeah, that's right. So uh, what they're trying to do there is there's a number of points they covered off on. So it was increasing the threshold for creditors to issue statute, statutory demands from 2000 to $20,000 for the next six months. So trying to keep those creditors at, at bay, I suppose. So that means if you don't pay your bills, there is a, the, 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 the credit laws have been relaxed. Is that what That's you're right. saying? That's right, yes. Right. Does that... Does that allow me not to pay my rates for a while, do you reckon? How do you- <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> and rates obviously is through your uh, your local, local council. So um, I'm sure, I don't think they've actually come out with any stimulus package themselves yet at this stage, but uh, it might be one to, to lobby on. My council will be applying for the distressed business, mate. They're about as distressed <laughs> as I am, so don't worry about that. Um, so, so this uh, temporary relief is through... Uh, is through tax? Is that through uh, the ATO working? It's, it's more in relation to, say, you're not paying your bills and your creditors go to uh, place you into administration. And they might do that in a number of ways. They might send you to a debtor collection agency yes. or uh, or file you for uh, administration through the courts. So it just reduces the threshold in which um, oh, I see. They're, okay. they're able to do that, right, okay. which could in turn uh, buy you more time. Um can you please outline, Andrew, the difference that they have suggested about the support for apprentices and trainees? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so once again, I think they've changed this uh, as well over the weekend, but the government was going to subsidise 50% of apprentice uh, or trainee wages are paid during nine months from 1st of January. So they've backdated this one back to the 1st of January 2020 until the 30th of September 2020. So it's up to 21000 per eligible apprentice or trainee. Uh, so it's capped at $7,000 per quarter. So it's this one specifically is made available to businesses employing fewer than 20 full-time employees who retain the apprentice or trainee. So I know there's a number of um, of listeners here that probably have trainees and apprentices that this may apply to, yes. and uh, and this is really to try and subsidise them to to try and help them to keep these uh, employees and team members retained for longer during these tough times. Okay, if I've got a question about that, where would I go? Uh, so this one is going to be administered by the Australian Apprenticeship support network, I believe. So it's, right. it's, it's a national a national body. That's where I would to, go to get more information and some help? That's right. And and the there is actually an application that's due to come out early April on this one. So we don't have the full detail on this one. We're waiting for okay. early April when these applications will come out and you'll have to um, submit an application. And I think there's a little bit of time beyond the 30th, 30th of September where you're able to still gain that rebate, so to speak. The announcements today mean that as of lunchtime, a whole lot of businesses, their basic business model is changed fundamentally and they have to cut the costs according to the measure. And so the idea that you would be, and I don't want to be too critical, but the idea of saying, well, we've got to make an application in April and something else and something else, it's sorry, it seems a little irrelevant to the immediacy that's required today to try and manage some of these um, dire circumstances actually that, that some of the people of some of our um, 
colleagues are facing. Anyway. Can I can I just make a suggestion yes, while do. we're talking about the um, Commonwealth Government stuff? There's, there's two that I see of particular relevance today, you know, as, as we've as we got struggling, yep. struggling businesses. The first one is the SME lending guarantee. Um, I was coming to that, the, <clears throat> the SME guarantee scheme. Yeah. So I, I think that one is... Well, can, can, you, can you today. go through that and give us some detail of what exactly that is <clears throat> and how it works? So my understanding of the SME lending guarantee is that banks have been given support by the federal government for 50% of any new loans up to 250k per business borrower. Um, and these loans will have an initial six-month repayment holiday. So anyone who is feeling the pinch or is about to feel the pinch, I'd be talking to your bank as soon as possible about accessing this additional line of credit. It, it, they, they won't lend to everyone, but it, it opens up the door to a whole range of businesses that may otherwise have struggled to get access to, I to think, finance. I think your mentioning of go to your bank, it actually opens the door for the beginning of a conversation too. Absolutely. Because this is... This is a new loan and most businesses have loans. Yep. They have a, a, a ratio of debt to equity, which is always interesting. Yep. So discussion with your bank right now about saying, well, these are my existing loans. What can you do about them? There might be some holidays with those anyway. That's right. Some, uh, some repayment breaks. Yeah. As well as this new opportunity to uh, access some working capital. That's how I'm reading it. Yeah, great. Uh, as of now. So, so that, that so could so be a game changer is, is definitely fairly quickly. Start the conversation. <clears throat> go and see your bank. Go and yes. knock on the door. Excuse me, we've got this new thing from the federal government as well as my existing arrangements. Yep. How okay. can you help? And great. my experience in dealing with a number of bankers over the last uh, week or two, they're all doing their best to help and, and they are actually making things happen and taking some pressure off Goodness. for small business owners. So Yay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> who who probably would have thought? Comment further on the, the bank's point of view, I've been in contact with a few bankers in the last week and, and most of them have been pretty busy and, and slow to react, I think, but also with the changes that have come down through the Banking Association and the Reserve Bank, the assistance is uh, coming through to be able to have a holiday on repayments on your loans. This is for business banking facilities for yeah. up to six months. Mm. So when I spoke to a banker on uh, Thursday last week, they were still waiting on their bank's position on that ruling to come through and mm. flow down mm. through to the mm. business bankers. Mm. So touching base with your business banker as soon as you possibly can mm. is key. Um, these measures come into play from early April, I believe. So... Um, the banks need to formalise their positions in relation to it, how they're going to get you to apply or uh, prove yourself, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, like a, a six-month holiday from making any repayment sure. on your um, your bank business banking loans uh, could be uh, very yeah. worthwhile. That, that's a game-changer for a few businesses for sure. Rob, you said you had two, the second one? Yeah, the second one is the relief of duty to prevent insolvent trading for company directors. So that also could be a game changer. Um, I know a number of businesses at the moment that arguably are about to go into insolvent trading. Now, with this bit of relief for, for the next little while, it means um, it may just be enough to get a business through to the other side 
Um, so this is without, the corporate responsibility of a director who it. is expected to cease trading as soon as he can't meet their meet, obligations meet their as obligations. and when they fall due. That's exactly whatever right. they used to be able to say when I went to school to learn that. In the well corp- put. Yes. That, that's exactly right. Uh, so so the, what what are you saying? The corporate the, the, the responsibilities of corporate Australia have changed. It looks like it. Um, I, I wouldn't say they've changed forever, but no, 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 there, no, there but appears the to be some lax- te- temporary relaxing of this relaxing of the director's obligation to right. not trade while insolvent. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, that that's the federal government. Um, there was. A, a very good, oh, I think, very good. I'm, I might, I, I maybe, sh- I shouldn't be so, so quick to uh, to judge. I, I thought it was a pretty, pretty fast support package from the Tasmanian government. But can we now uh, refer to that now and start talking about what opportunities there are for our businesses in this industry from the Tasmanian government? Yeah, sure. Look, it's. Uh, I think that there's, there's probably a few areas here where they might be missing the mark. And I did have a um, a meeting with the Small Business Council of Tasmania last week to run over some of these um, support and stimulus package that had been announced. I mean, the, the focus has been, which is good, has been on the hospitality, tourism and the seafood production and export sectors in Tasmania. So the first announcement was in relation to interest-free business loans for small business. And this was, once again, for businesses with turnover less than $5 million to purchase equipment or restructuring business operations. Uh, and it's interest-free for three years. So once again, are there businesses out there wanting to go and acquire plant and equipment? Might more be the question at this point right now. The next one was uh, payroll tax waivers. So, once again, the- so, 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 sorry, let's go back for one to this interest free business loans for small business. Mm. It's not working capital. That's this right. is specifically to purchase equipment or restructuring business operations. Correct. So, if I said restructuring business operations is I want to make redundant half my workforce and pay them off, and then I want to be able to do something differently because my, the, the, Forecast is completely different. That's not the that's not the case. This is only about equipment. Do you think? Well, yes, equipment and restructuring business operations. So, right, okay. so open to interpretation. The details not mm. quite there yet, but um, yep. Okay, right. And if I was interested, where would I go uh, for this one? State uh, growth. It's it's at this stage. I think it's state growth. There was um, uh, a business.tas.gov.au is, I believe, the website. Oh, right, okay. Um, uh, So the payroll tax waivers. So firstly, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are actually paying payroll tax at this stage. The threshold is well over a million dollars. I think it's 1.25 million before you're paying um, payroll tax. So there is a, a scaled approach here in Tasmania. It is slightly different to other states. So the payroll tax liabilities will be waived for hospitality, tourism and the seafood industry business for the last four months of the 1920 financial year. Okay. As you say, I don't think it applies to many, but for those it would be, I think it's about 7%, isn't it? Yeah, there is, it scales up. So I think once you go over yeah. 1.5 from memory, it goes up again. I'd have to look those rules up. Okay. What else can we do with, I mean, we're not interested in the government maintenance program, but improving small business cash flows. Yeah, so once again, this was just what the state government is going to do itself, where they are engaging with members of our of our industry. So where they're uh, currently engaged 
with uh, receiving services, they're going to increase their, their payment terms. So rather than paying you in 30 days' time, they're going to pay you in 14 days' time. Right, okay. Uh, there's also they're going to be uh, moving forward some of their some of their developments uh, to try and increase the spending in the state and try and get some of the the contractors in our state to work sooner. I suppose to try and support them. The small business grants program for apprenticeships and trainees. If we put someone on, which is pretty interesting in this this environment, but if we put someone on. We get five thousand. Someone gets five thousand dollars. That's right. So there's there's already a, this is already in place, and what they're looking to do is uh, bring forward some of the funding measures in relation to it. So I think more information on this one can be found through Skills Tasmania. Okay, a payroll tax rebate for one year for a person aged under twenty four. I've got to say, um, yeah, not really relevant to this sort of discussion where. We're trying to survive. Mm. Um, industrial relations assistance, um, we've heard of that today already because we've been having discussions with the THA today about their industrial relations advice and that's been extremely important and relevant and I'm sure that um, all of our members will be very appreciative of the extra resources that are given to help us get professional advice as to how we manage this with our staff. There are a number of leases and licences and things for tourism operators which are waived. I don't know how important they are, but that's probably... um, It is important for those people that are working in national parks. However, usually it's on a user-pay basis and if we're not going into parks, we're not using the fees, so... I think it's probably worth pointing out these measures came out prior to the announcement this morning where we're seeing a a shutdown, so my hope would be that we see a a second round of these Tasmanian support and stimulus packages that's in greater support of of the changes that are are happening imminently. And I think the two or three things that I've been listening to this morning, the critical things are about providing advice for industrial relations and providing advice, the sort of advice that Rob was uh, alluding to this morning about being able to help uh, businesses work hard on their um, on their survival strategy, their, the five-point plan that, uh, that Rob's been outlining. And if, if we could gain support for that kind of service for our members, obviously it would uh, provide a lot of help. The other important issue is what can the banks do for us at this stage? Uh, we've been through a couple of the uh, matters. What other acknowledgements, what other announcements, should I say, have the banks made recently? There's been a, a, a deregulation of uh, APRA rules and so it's allowed people to extend their credit in some ways. The government support for additional lending will be helpful. Obviously, the repayment holidays could be a... Um, could be a game changer for a number of businesses. And I think just talking to your bank around what else they can offer in your particular circumstances. So you may you may have some redraw facilities available, in which case you want to have a talk to them and access them as soon as you can. I think if we go back to Rob's five-point plan there, you know, one of the first points is is making sure that we're looking after our cash reserves because when it comes to a lot of these these incentives like the government's guarantee it's on up to 
uh, to the SME lender for new unsecured three-year loans of up to the 250000 limit. So we still need to be fairly financially fit as a business and have that cash so that we can actually guarantee the remaining 50%. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, gentlemen, do you think we've covered the important elements that we were charged to this morning? There was probably one we probably Andrew, glossed over. Just in uh, one of the federal announcements uh, in relation to reducing the PAYG withheld obligation when you lodge your business activity statement or instalment activity statement. So when we withhold from our employees, we normally uh, remit this on our business activity statement or an instalment activity statement, whether it's monthly or quarterly basis, depending on your size and, and what you sometimes volunteer to do. Uh, the ATO will be administering a, a rebate of up to 50% of that PAYG withheld. And this is eligible for businesses um, that are turning over less than $50 million to be eligible. Uh, and I know it also covers some of our smaller business owners where they aren't actually employing anyone other than themselves and in some cases they're not paying themselves a salary and wage. I believe there's something in place where that uh, business can receive up to 2000 as a, a rebate against perhaps their GST or, or a refund in some cases. So this is where it's really important, I think, to touch base with your business advisor um, you might be trying to minimise your costs right now, but I think tax planning is a really important element to make sure that you catch up with your business advisor, your accountant, and work out what is available to you, uh, especially prior to the 30th of June, although I'm sure no one's going to be waiting that long. Um, but a lot of these initiatives need to actually put in place or register in, in some way to make sure we can gain access to them. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Rob. Pleasure. Um, we are here... Luke is here, the industry is standing up and saying we will help wherever we possibly can. I'm sure there's lots of people discussing their, their own individual circumstances with their friends, their peers, their family every day and every night about what on earth we're going to do tomorrow. But the great thing is to understand that there is a lot of professional help available um, there are, it's being funded a, a significant portion of the way. So we urge all members, everybody listening, if you've got any questions, for goodness sake, just get on the phone and ring up. Don't stew over it. Don't think about it for too long. Don't overthink this and get too stressed when you know that there are some really good people able to try and assist you through these terrible times that we're facing. As I said on a number of occasions today in these podcasts, Please consider we're pressing pause and sooner or later we'll be able to press play again and we need to be in a really good position to bounce back. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Tourism and I hope you found it extremely valuable and thank you very much for our guests Rob Cameron and Andrew Pearce from Collins SBA. Today has all been about business, finance and government support packages that are available to us in these very challenging times. So thank you to our guests. If you've enjoyed today's show, please tell your colleagues to take a listen as well. And thanks for listening. Look, we'll be back soon for more advice from Talking Tourism about the coronavirus issue. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. 
be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism. 